Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June, and of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Yo, what's good, people? What's going on? Uh, man, week level is about to start. Uh, it's getting to that money time again. As we again, we keep getting closer and closer to these playoff times. You know, uh, you know, some teams that you thought were dead in the beginning is alive now, or some teams that you thought were good in the beginning aren't that as good. But uh, we're surviving week by week. We're, all, we're almost there. Yeah, man. There's contenders and there's pretenders, uh, and right now, week eleven is a good time to figure out which one you are. So. Um, depending on which one you are, that's going to make some moves. Some people, they've earned that asterisk, man. They, they've they've, oh, yeah. they've clinched. Oh, yeah. They've made the playoffs. It's a fact. It's always um, good to see that. So, always good to see that. Um, I, unfortunately, am not one of those people in, 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 in my in my leagues. Uh, wish I was, but I'm, I'm in the fight, man. I, I've been... Been struggling with some injuries, some COVID stuff. Some it's been twenty twenty, man. That's all. That's, we've all been struggling with it. So oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, with, you got the you got the dynasty though, the nine and one and that and then that one that, that looks looking good. Yeah, man. I mean, I expect that one though. That's like <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when you when you when you go to the championship four years in a row and you win two out of the two out of four, you know you expect to go nine and one. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. That crazy. But anyway. Crazy. <laughs> Anyway, welcome in game previews part two. Um, yesterday obviously was part one, so you want to go back and listen to that. Um, but today is part two. Catch the streams of the week or the starts of the week. My bad. Starts of the week, aka the money time. Uh, today we also play some get money, which is a head-to-head Fanduel contest between Greg and myself. Um, but before we do that, let's recap Thursday night football, man. Last night was a good game. Um, I know a lot of people were watching the the uh, Jeezy Gucci battle on versus, but <laughs> but you know I, I I couldn't peek away from Russell Wilson and versus Kyler Murray. Man, I had to watch it. Uh, final score twenty eight to twenty one. Seattle versus Arizona. Uh, Greg DK really tried really really hard to screw up your your bold prediction. Um, you know played played well. Uh, just. Dropped what would have been like I feel like feel like he should have had like three touchdowns in this yeah, game. Yeah, man, he got the first touchdown on the first drive. You're like, oh, this is a good night. He's about to go for maybe three. So uh, crazy that he couldn't. He only had five targets. All of them seemed like they were going to be a touchdown. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett, who he proved me wrong, man. He said, I, I said, I'm, I can't. I don't know if I could trust Tyler Lockett. I didn't say to bench him. I said if you have a better option. You know, and I named some that to play him, but I actually played him because he was active and, uh, you know, came came through nine for nine, 67 yards and a touchdown. Greg uh, was eating Drake, Drake Kirkpatrick with that off coverage, uh, who just continued to play in that off coverage. Uh, what did you make of that one, Greg? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, after the first game, I don't see how it, this guy could be unplayable for the second game. Um, he was literally unstoppable. Uh, in that first one, but yeah, Tyler Lockett doing what he has to do. It's good to see that both DK and Lockett were able to score in the same game, which is dope. Yeah, man, uh, that that was awesome to see because you know it's almost like a like a blue moon, man. So yeah, um, the other performance that you know came out 
on top. And you were completely money on this one, Greg. I mean, I Alex Collins could not have played in this game because he was on the practice squad, was reverted to the practice squad with the new rules with the COVID situation. So uh, Carlos Hyde ended up being the lead back. Um, you know, Bo Scarborough was actually the primary backup here, ended up uh, leaving the game with a with a really bad injury, one that was tough to watch. Uh, with you know, ends up doing a full split there. But uh, DJ Dallas also working in as the backup. But Carlos Hyde, the real story here. I actually ended up having to pick Carlos Hyde up in the league because of the DeAndre Swift news. Picked him up right around 5 p.m. Stuck him in my starting lineup, and yes, I sir. honestly was never happier to pick up a running back right before a game. Yeah, absolutely, Carlos Hyde. With a huge, huge spot start uh, in this one, uh, one of the, the those spot starts of the year came through with the the five point mm-hmm. six yards per carry. Got the touchdown, also got some some receiving work. Got two two receptions. So uh, yeah, he he did a pretty very good job. Um, get you a very solid RB two stat line. Might might finish as RB one this week. Yeah, definitely possible. I mean, um, you know, uh, got a boost in those full full PPR leagues for you, but. Uh, with you know with those two catches but yeah yeah man he he definitely dominated that workhorse role and then for Arizona man Kyler Murray uh, potentially dealing with the injury here um, you know of the shoulder um, was was solid in this game uh, did not rush for a touchdown which feels like the first time in forever um, but you know still threw two passing touchdowns touch, touchdowns in this game only ran five times for 15 yards um, but then Kenyon Drake, he, he, you know, ends up coming through with the touchdown. Didn't have a great day on the, um, you know, in terms of, of running the ball, 11 carries for 29 yards, uh, but also, you know, got four catches in this one on five targets. Um, Chase Edmonds also came through four catches on four targets, only got two rush attempts, but, uh, added a receiving touchdown. <clears throat> uh, Greg, what'd you make of the performance by, uh, Kyler Murray and these running backs? Oh uh, yeah, that w- that was definitely you know good game from Kyler Murray. Still giving you a floor. Uh, very surprising he only got that 15 yards though r- rushing. Seems like he you know falls into 50 yards or more rushing every game. Uh, so you know very surprising to see that there. But you know still had gave you a decent day. Uh, the running backs both came through. You know you were kind of uh, you were saying Drake's and that 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 worked out if you were able to start. Uh, either one of them, the you no, know, they were able to come through and each get a touchdown. Uh, so that that's nice also for you. Um, but it's looking like Drake is taking over that uh, lead role as far as the rush shares and uh, Edmonds is probably getting more of the the targets. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely trending that way. I mean, Drake did out target Edmonds in this game for, the, but that seems like the anomaly here. Um, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, man, coming back. Uh, with the vintage Facts. performance here, almost uh, coming through with 10 targets. That led the Arizona Cardinals there. Uh, eight catches on 62 for 62 yards. DeAndre Hopkins falling well short of the 15 catches I, <clears throat> I gave him for all my bold prediction, but uh, only saw eight targets. Uh, seems like him and Kyler Murray uh, had some trouble being on the same page a few times in this game. Um, and then, you know, Christian Kirk, just solid, uh, four for 50. That's not really not anything to write home about. Um, but, you know, out, you know, no one else was really productive in this game outside of, you know, Dan Arnold probably end up, you know, will end up in the top 12 at the tight end position after scoring a touchdown this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, if you got a touchdown as a tight end, you might finish as a tight end one, most likely. 
Larry Fitz with the 10 targets is definitely a great number. Um, you know, it's good for football and PPR leagues. Uh, can't expect that number every week, but maybe the, you know, the chemistry with Diahop had to do with that shoulder injury a little bit. Yeah, man, uh, definitely probably could have had something to do with that. Um, but, you know, moving on to the, you know, the news portion of, of this episode, we obviously had some news, some, some big news. Taysom Hill has by some sources, Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, multiple sources around the league, you know, uh, Sean Payton refuses to to announce a starter officially, but uh, Taysom Hill, the who has leapfrogged officially Jameis Winston uh, as the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He is, goes from the third string to the second string, uh, now or presumably second string to now uh, the anticipated starter. Uh, obviously, we know what Taysom Hill's skill set is. Uh, we've seen his ability as a as a rusher, even as a receiver in some sense. Uh, we've seen him only throw the ball a few times. Um, he obviously, uh, you know, the the Saints do have some trust in him. They have to. They paid him twenty one. They're paying him twenty one million dollars uh, to be on this roster. Uh, you don't pay just a, a gadget player $21 million. We all said that at the time. We were, we were making fun of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but, you know, there's a possibility. The Saints really want to see what they have in Taysom Hill. I mean, I know he's 30 years old, uh, but, you know, football, his football body is young, you know, was doing missions, uh, Mormon missions over, at, uh, you know, before studying at BYU. So, uh, Greg, what is your reaction to this? Uh, how does it? you know, affect potentially the, the pieces in this Saints offense? Uh, it's definitely exciting um, for Taysom Hill, for, for this offense to see uh, what Sean Payton is going to draw up. Uh, if if indeed he is the starter, you know, Sean Payton is probably going to wait till <laughs> at game time to really announce who's going to start. Um, you probably won't even know until the first play of the game uh, when you see Taysom Hill walk out or Jameis Winston. But if it is Taysom Hill, uh, a lot of things that could be used, a lot more availability of what the offense could be with him because um, uh, his dual threat presence. Uh, you know, definitely Kamara's impact shouldn't be imp- affected at all. Uh, he's still going to be a stud RB1. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, with Jameis, Michael Thomas's uh, upside would have been a little higher. Uh, but with Taysom Hill, we'll see what, what happens if he's going to be that, that top target and how, you know, he's going to be used as far as his dot and everything like that but uh other than that Taysom hill should uh i'm, I'm expecting you know cam newton stat lines talking about that how he can give you both uh probably under 200 passing yards but about uh, over 100 rushing yards as well to, to give you some fantasy points yeah definitely agree with all that man um you know curious to see what it does to alvin Kamara specifically around the goal line um, I actually kind of prefer this for Michael Thomas, to be honest. I mean, Jameis Winston, we know he, he likes to throw the ball down the field. That would have probably led to more targets for, you know, potentially Jared Cook or, um, well, Traquan Smith, obviously dealing with a concussion. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Michael Thomas, he's he's always, he's, you know, been uh, eight, seven, eight, yard, eight and a half uh, yards uh, at an A dot, uh, average as a target. So, uh Taysom Hill, I think, you know, he brings kind of like this Teddy Bridgewater where it's going to be this, you know, these short passes, plays over the middle, working off play action, uh, you know, working that deep over route that Michael Thomas likes to work where he's he's got that option to, you know, either, you know, run the drag or, or run the over or, 
you know, just taking up vertical. So, um, you know, Taysom Hill definitely, I think, probably operates this offense the way that Sean Payton wants it to be operated, and, and that's probably what this is. Um, Greg, what about, obviously we know DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay, they've both been announced as out, declared out for this game. Um, you know, this, the Detroit Lions play on Thursday, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving. Are you concerned at all potentially about uh, Detroit, you know, or, or, you know, where are you potentially looking to for, you know, backups or replacements for these players? Uh, for Detroit, I mean, definitely for next week, uh, you got to continue to expect Kenny Galladay to be out until he, he shows up. Uh, so, I mean, Marvin Hall, he, he was able to get a touchdown last week, not getting heavily targeted too much. But I mean, Marvin Jones, I think, is going to continue to be a more upside wide receiver, too, uh, in this offense uh, without Kenny Galladay. TJ Hawkinson, if he's available to play, he should be uh, there as well. He wasn't on injury report, so that's good for him. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, for DeAndre Swift, uh, you're really just starting AP if you if you for the for a desperation you know RB three. Hope you get a touchdown volume play. Um, but uh, Marvin Hall is probably the only name I consider to be to be bumped up, especially with Danny Amendola also out. Yeah, Amendola's out. Uh, Marvin Hall bumping up. Marvin Jones also dealing with a knee injury as well. Um, Quintus Cephas, I'm still looking at him potentially as a deeper league play, maybe even a DFS start throw, but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, AP, I think I like him this week, man. The matchup is really good. Uh, you know, he, he's probably going to see the most volume in this backfield. Yep. Um, you know, won't see won't see any reception work, but you've got to imagine these pieces, you know, these guys are banged up from a pass game perspective. Maybe they lean on AP a little bit more because if he gets to that 20 carry mark against this Carolina defense, I think I think that's going to be a day that, that we would all sign up for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with that and um, the fact that I still think Detroit should be able to get to the red zone, um, chance to very score a touchdown, get you that that tie girly line. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. All right, moving on, uh, getting into part two. But before that, obviously, we, we covered part one yesterday. Uh, Atlanta versus New Orleans, Cincinnati versus Washington, Detroit versus Carolina, New England versus Houston, Philly versus Cleveland, Pittsburgh versus Jacksonville, Tennessee versus Baltimore, and Miami versus Denver. Also have time sp- time stamps for each one of these matchups. Yes, so if sir. you wanted to to listen to a particular matchup, uh, just jump to that. You could check that out in the show notes, and we- that will be the case for this episode as well. So covering the next matchup, we have. The 0-9 New York Jets traveling to L.A. to take on the 3-6 L.A. Chargers. This is a 47-point total. The Chargers are 7.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, uh, Sam Darnold, he was somehow upgraded from out to doubtful. Not really a big deal. Only a pain (laughs) in the butt for my super flex where I'm trying to keep him in my IR spot. But anyway... Uh, bless Austin dealing with a neck injury. Uh, he's questionable in this game. Brashad Perriman questionable with a shoulder after being a limited participant in practice. Uh, and then they got some guys banged up on defense, uh, but you know, no one really, uh, that, that important. Um, well actually Brian Poole, slot cornerback. He ended up on IR after going, undergoing shoulder surgery a couple weeks ago. But, uh, for, for the LA chargers, Casey Hayward and right tackle, or cornerback Casey Hayward and right tackle Brian Bulaga, 
both questionable in this game. In terms of my picks, I'm taking the under here, uh, taking the Jets to cover the 7.5, but I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. Uh, for the Chargers, Herbert, it's a smash spot here. Uh, Keenan Allen is also as well. He would typically see the best corner uh, the Jets have in slot cornerback Brian Poole, but like I said, he was placed on the IR, sir. Uh, IR so uh, Keenan, Keenan Allen, have yourself a day. Uh, Mike Williams, he should also have himself a day. Uh, Hunter Henry also in a good spot here as well. And then Kalen Balaj, he's been dubbed the primary back by head coach Anthony Lynn. Also has a good matchup here uh, as a 7.5-point home favorite. Um, did see six targets last week as well, so uh, start him up. For the New York Jets, this is crazy, but uh, for the Jets, I would play Denzel Mims uh, in a deep league or in a pinch. He led the Jets in targets with eight in his first game with Joe Flacco. Uh you know, garnered a 33% target share. So uh, the Jets, they should be down. I'd take the shot on Mims if I if I needed help at, at receiver. Uh, Perriman dealing with a shoulder injury, but he's obviously in play as a desperation wide receiver three. Uh, Jamison Crowder obviously playing the slot role, has a great matchup, and uh, obviously he's there as a safe wide receiver too. So if I, if I believe all of that, I believe Joe Flacco is uh, startable or streamable in this matchup in this game. Actually, am streaming him in super, or you know, looking to stream him in super flex in the in the event uh, Teddy Bridgewater cannot play. Um, uh, I'm staying away from the running back position. I know that it's been reported that Michael P. Ryan would see the bulk of the work, but I'm not really putting him into lineups until we actually see that come to fruition. Because we know uh, <clears throat> Adam Gase, he sucks. Uh, I will stash him though if if I have an extra spot or need some running back depth, and that's the longest I've spoken about the New York Jets this season, Greg. Oh, yeah, I mean, because they got more than Jamison Crowder to be, like, fantasy relevant, actually, now. So, uh, that's probably why. But I'm with you on the game. Definitely the under, Jets to cover, Chargers to win. Uh, on the Jets' side, though, yeah, <clears throat> besides Jamison Crowder, I say every week, Denzel Mims has got to be in play. I mean, he had 139 air yards, too, in that game uh, with the eight targets. So, uh, I love that. Hopefully, Crowder can bounce back from, uh, you know, probably his worst week of the season. He, was, he had a season low and all those his major stats, routes run, snap share, but he should bounce back. Um, on the Chargers' side, though, yeah, you're starting literally everyone. Herbert is going to be an elite QB1. Kalen Balaj getting the bulk of the carries. Had 15 and 18 last week. So you got to start him as an RB2 high end on the high end side. Keenan Allen, wide receiver one. Uh, Mike Williams, definitely a boom flex, but definitely more confident that he will boom in this one, uh, especially with the, the corners of the Jets. He should, he should dominate. Uh, and, yeah, pretty much uh, that, that should be it. Uh, Jets should cover the uh, Chargers. Seem to find a way to be in close games all the time. So, uh yeah. yeah, definitely, man. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I I wish he was still on the Jets. Pierre Desir, uh, he was cut from the New York Jets, and he would have been great to have in this game because he's great for the tank, obviously, um, <laughs> but he would have been great for Mike Williams because talk about not contesting a ball. Mike Williams wouldn't have to fall and, and, and potentially hurt himself uh, if he was still playing he'll, this he'll, game. He'll so. die for, like, a wide open ball and still, like, come down crazy. Though. Yeah. This this is true. Yeah. This is true. All right, moving on to the next matchup. We've got the two and seven Dallas Cowboys traveling to Minnesota to take on the four and five Minnesota Vikings. These guys are still on the hunt, man. The uh total on this game, forty seven points. The uh Minnesota Vikings seven and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, Demarcus Lawrence, uh defensive ends, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, they are both uh they were both DMP with an illness. Uh, 
Uh, they're both questionable. And then Irv Smith Jr., uh, he's questionable at tight end. So if he can't play, we saw uh, Kyle Rudolph get off a little bit last week as the only tight end in the game. Um, so if that if he can't go in this game as well, then that would be good news for um, for Kyle Rudolph. Um, if uh, right tackle Ezra Cleveland for Minnesota, he is out in this game. So that's a slight downgrade for the Minnesota offensive line. Greg, where are you at with this matchup? In this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Cowboys to cover, but I'm taking the Vikings to win. Uh, on Dallas side, Andy Dawn now in the injury report. That's great for all the Cowboys involved, especially uh, Zeke and Amari Cooper. Uh, Cooper, I think, is back to that wide receiver one. Very favorable matchup versus Chris Jones. I mean, he was he was the lead target guy for Dalton uh, week six and seven, so he should be back to that role. Um, Zeke, <clears throat> you're hoping for the bounce back. You're continuing to play him as a you know borderline RB one. Um, hopefully, you can you can bounce back once the O line has got healthier. Uh, and CD Lamb, I think, is back in play with Andy Dalton uh, for sure as a, as a good flex play. Uh, on the Minnesota side, Kirk Cousins is a good stream of the week. I think he can give you a QB1 week this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, is going to be t- top three at position every week, as he should. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are both wide receiver ones for this uh, matchup. Uh, Jefferson, of course, his boom is going to be there. Uh, and also very confident in that um, to be have a higher upside than Thielen. Um, but, you know, Thielen will have the, 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 the nice floor. Um, but, yeah, uh, Kyle Rudolph, he should also be in play, especially if Irv Smith is out. Um, but yeah, Minnesota and Sneaky could be back to five and five. It was crazy when they thought they were selling. Yeah, man, definitely thought it was crazy. But um, I'm with you on the on the game. I'm taking the over Dallas to cover Minnesota to win. The Minnesota side is easy. Uh, Cousins, he's my stream <laughs> of the week. Uh, Dalvin Cook, smash spot here. Uh, the wide receivers, we can play them. But I mean, I'm, I don't expect that upside unless. Uh, Dallas either shows up on the other side or as a defense they they sell out to stop Dalvin Cook yeah because you know we we know what 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 Minnesota wants to do uh, we need we need potentially one of these two things to happen like that that's why Chicago you know the pass offense was a thing last week you know, Chicago was selling out to stop Dalvin Cook and rightfully so uh, so if Dallas can you know do that or um, you know make this a game on the other side then then that's when we see these receivers really take off because uh, this is a team that's throwing the ball less than 50% of the time in neutral game script. Um, so, you know, once that's when the score is, you know, one score or less. Um, the, for Dallas, this is a great spot for Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, this I almost made him a start of the week here, but, you know, Ooh. someone else needed needed the nudge for me. So, but But just know that you need to play Zeke in this game. This matchup is great for him. Uh, at, at wide receiver, like you said, Amari Cooper, start him up. Um, and if you're still rostering CeeDee Lamb, I'm in wait-and-see mode with him before throwing him out there. But um, I think he's going to he's gonna bounce back soon enough mm-hmm. with, with uh, Andy Dalton back at the home. And then Dalton Schultz, man, he's your stream of the week. I, That's and right. I like That's him right. this week as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, Dallas was able to show up against James Conner and Steelers, which forced Big Ben to throw. So I'm hoping that's the same here. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think I think we can get that, man. I think we can definitely get that. All right, man. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got the uh, seven and two Green Bay Packers traveling to Indianapolis to take on the two and or the six and three Indianapolis Colts. This is a fifty-one point total. The Colts are two and a half point favorites. Um, this is a, a good matchup, man. A, a really good matchup. Uh, two teams trying to take the lead in their divisions or keep the lead in their divisions. Uh, Alan Lazard, 
uh, limited participant with that core injury. Uh, yeah, man, I'm with you now, man. I, I don't know. It's not looking not looking good for Alan Lazard to potentially play in this game. So Yo, I'm, with, I'm crazy, with you now. Man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's off the injury report with that ankle injury, so this is good. Uh, Tyler Irvin, he's out with the rib injury. So, um, you know, it's a little with one less running back in this backfield. And then Isaiah Rogers for Indianapolis, cornerback. He's questionable with the knee. Uh, offensive lineman, uh, guard, Brandon, uh, Braden Smith, rather. Uh, he had to get stitches on his thumb, but he's questionable to play. And, uh, he actually did say he will play in this game. And then tight end Jack Doyle is questionable with that concussion injury. Uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, I, uh, well, in this game, I'm going to take the under, going to take the Colts to cover and the Colts to win. Um... In terms of the uh, the matchups or the, you know the game, uh, you know Naheem Hines, I think he's the guy you you probably have to have the most confidence in just based on this game script, uh, based on what happened last game, um, and how you know he's just he just looked far better than every other back in the backfield last week. Um, I see some people potentially uh, you know thinking about Jonathan Taylor. There should be no thought Jonathan Taylor should be on your bench. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, probably is the number one the number one receiver now. We we did see Jair Alexander shadow Justin Jefferson a few weeks ago, so maybe uh, he shadows Pittman in this game. Uh, so I don't really want to play him. Uh, I don't really want to play a tight end unless I have to, and and if I had to, would be Mo Ali Cox. Did lead the team or the tight ends in, in routes and targets last week. Uh, I do still like I I don't know why, but I like Philip Rivers for some reason. I'm not really sure. To be honest, but I just have a hunch he's he's been good as of late, averaging 18, point, 18 fantasy points a game, uh, even though he has a single digit outing versus Baltimore mixed in there. Uh, might also have to keep pace with Rodgers on the other end. I uh, have them win in this game. Uh, this game does have a decently high total, a little you know a close spread at two and a half. So you know I I don't know man. Just in the event you want to throw him out there in DFS, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling about Rivers this week, but uh, Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Uh, I'm willing to play Tunyon in this week. And this, I know that Indianapolis is good against the tight end, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to get it done. He's going to throw touchdowns to, to, to players on the field, and, and Tunyon is a tight end, so he's eligible to be in your tight end spot. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm taking Green Bay to cover and uh, Green Bay to win uh, on the Green Bay side. Uh, was a little scared about Rodgers because it could be, you know, a Bad matchup with the secondary, but I think he still finishes a, a borderline QB1. I'm closing my eyes a little bit, though. Uh, Aaron Jones, though, you're starting him RB1. Devontae, as he's going to be healthy, a little banged up, but I'm starting him. Uh, yeah, Al Lazard, if he's going to play, I don't know if he's playing, but if he can, he's more of that low-end flex. I'm not really – I'm fading MVS a little bit uh, in this matchup as well. And see, two, two good defenses, definitely secondary is good. Uh, Jamal Williams, I think he's probably deeper league RB3. Um, on Indy side, I'm also scared of Rivers. I'm staying away from him, but I'll play Rodgers, of course. Uh, I think Indy, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to use the run the game, rely on it. You know, Green Bay is not very good against the run. So Hines, definitely solid RB2, some RB1 upside. Uh, other than that, I mean, the receivers, Jai Alexander should be on Michael Pittman, so I'm scared of that matchup as well. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, not trusting T.Y. or any other receivers any, anyway. So uh, that doesn't bode well for Rivers. I think that J.T. could be a flex, though. That's all I can say. 
Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't feel confident sticking him in your flex, but if yeah. you are looking at who who can get me a touchdown or you know who could break off like a, a you know a fifty yard run or something, uh, JT is probably in that category for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like the Colts def- game plan will be running the ball and trying to keep Rodgers off the field, so for them to win. So I think that's what they. No, that definitely that definitely makes sense, and and JT would probably be a part of that game plan some way somehow. Yeah, and you know we have seen this backfield go to a hot hand, so um, you know you know if one guy gets going, if JT just happens to be that guy that gets going, I mean he's still listed as the number one running back on this depth chart, so that's still in the range of outcomes here. But uh, just based on what's happened in recent weeks, it's hard to confidently yeah, I, say I, that. I, but yeah. I I I know what you I know exactly what you mean, bro. Um, <laughs> All right, man. Moving on to the next matchup, uh, we've got the uh, nine and one Kansas City Ooh. Chiefs traveling to Las Vegas to take on the six and three Las Vegas Raiders. This is a fifty-six and a half point total. Um, the 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 Chiefs are seven point favorites in terms of injuries. Um, Mitchell Schwartz was activated off the COVID-19 reserve list, but then was listed as out with a back injury. So he's not going to play in this game. Uh, Daryl Williams and, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, they were both DMPs with illnesses on Thursday, but they return to practice Friday. Both are expected to play. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he was actually practiced as a full participant earlier in the week, was downgraded to limited, has now been listed as questionable for a hamstring and a calf. So, um, seems like he could play in this game, but just something to monitor there. And the Raiders, they have, I don't, I don't even know what the number is now. It might be seven, might be less, uh, could even be more. But they have seven guys on defense that are on the COVID-19 reserve list. So, uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover, and I'm taking the Chiefs to win. Uh, on the Chiefs' side, Mahomes, <clears throat> top five week, of course. Uh, this is his revenge game for against you know the Raiders because they got that one loss uh, against the Raiders. You know, I'm sure the Chiefs are very upset at that, that the fact that they're not the number one seed right now. So they're going to go off. Uh, I think Clyde uh, is in a good spot here. I think he can give you a borderline RB1 week. Uh, Tyree Kill is in a good spot as wide receiver one. Travis Kelsey, he's either going to finish tight end one, the tight end two, or he's a bust. Uh, and Sammy Watkins, he was limited on Thursday. Uh, we'll see, you know, what how his, you know, going into the week. But if he's playing, I think he's also in play uh, as a as a as a good flex play. Uh, on the Raiders side, Derek Carr should be, you know, a, low, a high in QB two. He did show up against Kansas City the first time. I think that was more of a little outlier. I think Kansas City will show defense will show up a little more. But I think he is playable. Um, Josh Jacobs uh, should be RB1 um, until they fall behind. Um, but he should still be used. Darren Waller, he's in play as well. I'm fading Hunter Renfro as he, you know, will probably see Tyron Matthew. Ruggs and Aguilar, all, both like risky wide receiver threes. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Kansas City to cover, Kansas City to win. Uh Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Clyde. Uh, I think you play them all for the uh, for Kansas City. Um, you know, uh, Sam Watkins. Yeah, I'm 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 iffy on him. Uh, you know, obviously dealing with the injury, uh, hadn't been productive really outside of the first game. So, uh, Demarcus Robinson maybe would maybe, intrigue me. Maybe, yeah, because uh, he yeah he's been healthy. He's been actually productive. Miko Hartman, I think, is still on the COVID nineteen list as well so i don't know if he's if he's even going to play in this game uh but it's hard 
uh, uh, for Vegas, it's really hard for me to recommend anybody outside of Darren Waller uh, or Josh Jacobs. Obviously, you're going to start him, but this, you know, this Kansas City defense has definitely improved from earlier in the year. Um, you know, when this when this Raiders team got them, so um, Booker does have some intrigue to me for some reason. He's he's seen 25 touches or uh, 25 opportunities in the, in the last two games combined. Has been involved in the past game. Uh, which we know Jacobs really isn't involved in as much. And so he could provide some PPR value uh, this week uh, in a game where the Raiders will be down, having to throw a lot, um, you know, and we know that they're strong in the secondary. Uh, Henry Ruggs had a big game the last time these teams played. He is second on the team in, in target share over the last three weeks uh, to Darren, Darren Waller, and we obviously know the upside there. Uh, and like you said, I feel like the game from, from Derek Carr last week was the was the outlier there? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not really looking to play him. It's definitely no uh, anything divisional game. He 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 was he was hyped for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for sure. You, anything else in this matchup, Greg? Uh, yeah, no, nah, we can move on for sure. All right, man. And oh wow, I didn't even say that that previous game was Sunday Night Football. Uh, oh, was all it? the games that oh, we wow. covered. Yeah, oh, Patty Patty on Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Football. Okay, let's go. Okay, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the games that we covered today, uh, 4:05 p.m. So uh, make sure you, you know your those guys are not in your or are, are in your flex spots or these guys are in your flex spots depending on who you have on your team. But the last game Monday Night Football, we've got the six and three L.A. Rams traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the seven and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a 47 point total in terms of injuries. The Rams are the only one. To really dealing with an injury, they'll be without uh, left tackle Andrew Whitworth. In terms of how this game plays out, um, it's hard for me to confidently play a Rams running back. Uh, Cam Akers obviously led the team in, in running back opportunity share last week. He's seen at least 10 opportunities in each of the last two games. And when I say opportunities, I mean rush attempts. He, he doesn't see targets in this game or in this offense. Um, so it would lead me to, to, to believe or... Um, you know, the opportunities have yet to lead him to be, you know, to being the most productive back from a fantasy perspective. But again, he's looked good the last two weeks as well, just missing out on the money touches right now. So if anything, I would just stash him. But if I had to pick a Rams running back to start, it would be Malcolm Brown. He's he's let, He leads this backfield in goal line carries and targets. And those are the most important touches at the running back position. And then for the Tampa Bay side, I'm not really excited to start anybody. I mean, Tom Brady, obviously, um, you know, we know what can, what, you know, what he can do, but uh, it's tough with this Rams defense being as good as it is. Um, Ronald Jones, uh, he's obviously uh, has led the team in running back opportunities over the last couple of weeks. He's he's been the most productive or the more the more productive running back um, in the run game. Obviously, we know Leonard Fournette what he does in the pass game. Um, so, you know, obviously I, w- I would look at Ronald Jones as a, a high-end RB2 with Leonard Fournette as maybe an RB3 slash flex. Uh, it's so weird that these things flip-flop every week, it feels like. Facts. Um, but at the re- at receiver, uh, Mike Evans would probably be the one that I would imagine has the toughest day uh, going up against uh, Jalen Ramsey, I would imagine. Um, but if I had to, you know, Chris Godwin – and uh, AB, I think, are probably your more viable plays. Uh, I, I think for, I don't know why, but I'm leaning AB. He, he's led them in targets and, and air yards over the last couple weeks. So he would probably be the receiver that I would want to play from this game. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the under, I'm taking the 
Rams to cover, and I'm taking the Rama. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams to. I'm taking the Rams to win. Um, this is the off week apparently for the you know the Bucks since they had the the good week last week where they look like Super Bowl champions. This would be the off week. Also, it's just a a tough matchup. I think it's just a low scoring affair. Uh, here, I mean, two really good defenses. Um, I'm not excited for a lot of the Bucks players, like you were saying. Uh, you're starting Gronk because he is a tight end, and he's been a tight end one consistently in the last, you know, past five weeks. Uh, you're starting Ronald Jones. Um, Fournette's that PPR, RB3, or flex. Um, not excited about the receivers, really, uh, Evans. Or if I had to really choose one, yeah, Godwin and AB probably the safer ones um, that you can start. Mike Evans probably give you a, a bust day. Uh, on the Rams side, I'm not as excited about the receivers either. Uh, Josh Reynolds, of course, I'm riding the hot hand, uh, so I'm starting him. Oh, I didn't him. even talk about the receivers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh Reynolds, you got you got to go with. But uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are also are in tough spots. But uh, I think I could play Robert Woods as a flex. Um, Cooper Cup, I'm I'm getting scared of. Like you were saying, that that time is coming again where Cooper Cup is just not playing, uh, producing. Uh, and then the running backs, yeah, it's been a mess. But if I had to lean towards one, Malcolm Brown. The deeper league RB three can get you that goal line touchdown. You know, got a couple last week. So yeah, yeah. But uh, it's going to be a little ugly in this one, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm and I'm also with you on the receivers. Josh Reynolds would probably be the receiver I would play. Uh, I'm benching Cooper Cup this week. I yeah. think you could potentially flex Josh Reynolds, but Cooper Cup is on my bench until I see that usage flip again. Um, and then I don't know Tyler Higby. He's 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 uh got five targets, average five targets each of the last three weeks. So if Cooper Cup is taking a, a back seat, we know one of these tight ends has to take a front seat. So um, Tyler Higby, I think you can play this week. I just yeah, gonna I, say that. I, I'm with you on that. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to these this money time handy starts of Go. the week, bro. Let's get to it, Greg. So, Greg. Start at the quarterback position, man. What is who's your quarterback start of the week? Oh yeah, you already know. You know, blast from the past. But I'm gonna take my man Cam Newton uh, versus Houston. You know, he's got this great matchup here uh, versus Houston against quarterbacks. You know, Cam Newton's been great in uh, getting as far as getting points per drop back. Houston, one of the worst team, has given up uh, points per drop back to quarterbacks. Uh, this is a good spot for for Cam Newton uh, as they should roll through him in the run game as well. Houston is not good against, and you know, Cam Newton is just as good as a run as a passer. So him and Damian Harris and Rex Burker should dominate this game. Oh man, you gave me you almost gave me a you know a scare there. You said a blast from the past. I thought you were gonna take my quarterback because <laughs> we're going back, we're going vintage big Ben, man. Ooh, ben Roethlisberger yeah, going man. up going against like that. the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a great matchup, has his full complement of weapons. The weather is nice because this game's in Florida. Uh this is a top matchup at the quarterback position in terms of fantasy points per drop back versus uh, the fantasy points per drop back given up by the defense and the Steelers have the third highest implied team total on the weekend. Uh, obviously we know this pass offense or this offense has been running through the Steelers pass game. Uh, the Steelers are the largest favorites on the week. Fire up big Ben this week, man. Oh yeah. You gotta love that for sure. Greg, your running back start of the week, bro. What do we got? 
Uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, this is a blast from the, from the short-term pass of, you know, Mike Mike <laughs> Davis, <laughs> start of the week versus Detroit. Uh, you know, he was holding it down as the reliever of the year early in the year, uh, struggling a bit, but I think he bounces back here against one of the worst, if not the worst teams uh, against running backs in fantasy. I, you know, I keep attacking them. Got the AG last week, you know, he came through. Got to keep attacking this Detroit run defense. Uh, Mike Davis with no CMC. Uh, with possibly P.J. Walker, they should might lean on the run game more. So Mike Davis start him up. Yeah, man, I like that one. I I actually wanted to go Mike Davis, and then I was going to sit here. I was like, I'm going to go Zeke Elliott. But you know what, man? I think you guys are out there all smart enough. All you folks out there are smart enough to start Zeke Elliott against Minnesota. That's a great matchup. Somebody who we may not be confident enough to start, I'm going to give him that confidence start of the week right here. Kalen Balazs versus the New York Jets, man. Taking over (laughs) as the primary back for the Chargers. As crazy as it sounds, they they want to run the ball. They're bottom 10 in neutral game pass rate. Kalen Balazs is a workhorse in 2020, things I never thought I would say. But he was eighth in running back opportunity at 77%. Uh, I know we make fun of Balazs, but I forget that this guy had such a good athletic profile. You know, 4-4 speed. Uh, at 6'1", 230 pounds, he was a back known for his patch, his pass catching prowess coming out of Arizona State. Even though he he was ducking footballs last year, but he showed last week catching five or six targets. The Jets give up the seventh most fantasy points to the running back position on the year, along with nearly eight targets a game. So expect Balage to potentially finish here as an RB one. I'll never forget this day. I'll never forget. This day. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do we got? Oh, yeah, you already know. I've been saying it all year week, so it's pretty pretty certain. Got my man Scary Terry uh, going against Cincinnati. Got this matchup versus William Jackson. You know, easy one for him. Uh, and any Cincy corner that he'll see. Uh, Alex Smith threw for 390 last week. Uh, Terry McLaurin led those teams in targets with the 8. He's going to lead the teams in targets again and going to get close to 10. Uh, and that means if Scary Terry gets close to 10 targets, you know, he's going to be a great day. Uh, start him up as you should always oh man uh gotta love terry love terry every week and the fact that i you know you've been alluding to the start of the week all week i knew that you were not going to potentially go for the start of the week stacks here that is right i'm going jacoby myers versus houston leads the nfl in target share over the last three weeks at 42 percent heart of the team targets (laughs) (laughs) that's just that's just almost 10 targets a game during that span he's got should be higher it will be in this game got a 74 percent catch rate on the year and the matchup here is so nice houston is allowing 71 percent catch rate to the wide receiver position and you know there might be some concern about whether he'll see bradley roby who's actually a pretty good corner but will he see bradley roby roby doesn't play very much in the slot so i'm expecting myers to have himself a good day on Sunday with your start of the week and Cam Newton, Greg. Yeah, man. I, I, honestly, I, I feel like Cam only throws it to literally two people, and that's Rex Burkhead and Jacoby Myers. If he could throw it to himself, he yeah. would, man. That's what, really what it is in this offense right now. All we need is Jacoby to throw it to Cam, and then we're going to have a good day, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. That'd be dope. It'd be better for your start of the week, though, not mine. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Greg, your uh, tight end start of the week, man. Uh, you doing something tricky this week? What's going oh, on? Oh, you man? know, I'm breaking it down for the people. So the people 
in the ESPN Fantasy, you know, those leagues like that. And also in FanDuel, you know, of course, if you're looking for people to start, you got to go with Taysom Hill. He's got to be the start of the week at the tight end position because he is listed as a tight end still in ESPN Fantasy and in FanDuel. So automatically he's going to finish as probably the tight end one with his production uh, along with Travis Kelsey. And if not, for those Yahoo people, unfortunately, Yahoo uh, once again, you know, can't 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 roll with the flow, man. Well, can't it's not like just people. Yahoo. It's Yahoo. It's Sleeper. Oh, it's, right, it's, right. Sleeper. It's, it's everything. It's right. NFL, ES, you know, nah, CBS, nah, nah, whatever ESPN, you want. Not nah, ESPN. <laughs> it's only ESPN that has him listed as a tight end. So, <laughs> uh, but but all, but all the other ones, you know, the standard ones seem like. But you know, Austin Hooper, <laughs> I think is in a good spot versus Philly. Uh, hopefully, the bounce back comes you know we, we were really high on him last week and he did nothing uh but like, like hopefully you know this game uh be better in weather and be better in everything and that he comes through against philly this week yeah man i i think he will i have faith in that uh, i also have faith in my tight end start of the week uh no cheat codes here hayden hurst versus new orleans second only to travis kelsey in targets per game over the last three yes, weeks. sir seven and a half points or seven and a half targets per game he's seen a 24 percent target share and i know a lot of this has been without calvin really in the lineup but there's no guarantee he'll play and you know could even be limited so start hurst up and honestly you know he's he's been good man he's scoring th- the he scored the third most fantasy points per game over the last three weeks and he's done that greg catch this without even scoring a touchdown so Start this man up against the Saints defense that has given up the seventh most fantasy points to the tight end position on the season, allowing the fourth most targets to the position, the seventh most receptions, and the twelfth highest touchdown rate uh, per target, giving up a touchdown every twelve and a half targets. So start him up. Yeah, I like that for sure. Hayden Hurst has been killing lately. Yeah, man, definitely. And so now, Greg. It's time to play some get money. Get money, money, take money, money, yeah. I'll be counting 5, 10, 20, honey, yeah. And we're not going to mess this up today. Absolutely. We're not going to mess this up today because I already know uh, whose turn it is. And it's my turn. Oh, word. Nice. I know. Yeah. I know what I need to do in this week. I know what <laughs> needs to get done. What is that? I'm first start pick changing today. my pick already. Start changing this. Yeah, you, know. you have to start. Just take him out of your tight end yeah. spot right now, Greg. Oh, man. With the sneakiness. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. Oh, that's, that's smart. That's so smart. <laughs> no, I got to take him now. <laughs> yeah. If I want to get, to. I get these things done, I have to you take him now. So I'm taking him, I'm taking him now. Taysom Hill is your first pick? Yes. Taysom Hill is my, is my first pick in my tight end slot, 4,500. Yeah, makes all the sense. He's, that's literally a cheat code uh, that I was definitely going to pick as my first pick as well. Um, but you know, in order for me to win, if you don't take Dalvin Cook first, I have to. And that means I'm going to win this week. Dalvin Cook, slot him in, RB1, 10,500. Let's go. Yeah, you know what? I knew that, that, would, I knew that you would go Dalvin Cook, and it was, it was, it was okay because I knew that he's, he's really expensive, uh, sure, 10 5 and the only way that you could really truly afford him is to get is to you know build that roster around him <laughs> is to get Taysom Hill in there. So true. I figured I I would make you suffer while while I over I'm over here thriving in other areas. So uh, my my running back I'm gonna go with uh, your running back start of the week and that is Mike Davis 7400. Oh, it's getting sniped all around right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. not playing with you today, I Greg. See, I see. Uh, <laughs> I just got to adjust on the roll right here. All right. Uh, so, got Dalvin Cook, no Mike Davis. 
So that means I'm going to go at quarterback. I'm going to take the Herb, Justin Herbert, 8,500. Okay. Going against the Jets. All right. Um, my wide receiver, I'm going with your wide receiver start of the week, oh, Greg. Man, Terry McLaurin, 7,300. Let's just blow up this lineup right now. Just really. Oh, yeah. Just fresh just sheet. Blow it up, Greg. Just get a fresh sheet right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So that means I'm going to take Chase Claypool as my Ooh. yeah as my first wide receiver uh 6400 you just sniped me no oh, about time all right well uh if that is the case i'm going to go with uh Deontay Johnson 6400 okay okay leverage play i like that I like that um as my Second running back, I'm going to take Zeke in that same game. Uh, just get all the running back, everything in that game, all of our shares, uh, 8,000 uh, as my second running back with Dalvin Cook. I like that, man. Um, For me, ooh, this is interesting. Things just got interesting. Yeah, because you uh, – we'll, we'll discuss this a little bit later. Uh, for my – Second wide receiver, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Jacoby Myers, my wide receiver start of the week, mm-hmm. or my third wide receiver, I should say. That's three wide receivers for me. Oh, nice, nice, so. nice. Uh, since you know took both, uh, you took a lot. I'm, I'm finally adjusted. Hopefully now you don't take any more of my picks. Uh, to stack with the herb, I'm taking Mike Williams. You know, get some boom play, 5900. Mm-hmm. Uh, slot in as my okay. second wide receiver. I like that. Um, my second running back, I'm going to go with, uh, somebody, I'm gonna, it seems like I'm going with the chalk from last week, but I think they 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 bounce back this week. It's going to be Duke Johnson. Okay. 6,000. Like that for sure. You know, getting a lot of the, uh, pr- productivity. I mean, as far as opportunity in that offense, so that's good for sure. Um, as my third wide receiver, I'm going to take Amari Cooper, uh, in that same okay. game, Dallas, Minnesota, I'm attacking that game a lot, 6,900. Uh, so I'm going nice and real cheap at wide receiver this week. Yeah, man. Um, and for me, I gotta I gotta find a way to combat your Dalvin Cook. So I'm going with Alvin Kamara here, 9700 in the flex. Word. I like that. Um, in that flex, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, New England against slot receivers. Hopefully, you know, Randall Cobb can can do some work in this one. 5100. Uh, to afford uh, Dalvin Cook, especially. <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my defense here. I'm gonna go with the Washington Football Team. They're 4100. Get to go up against uh, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So hopefully they can get some sacks for me here. Uh, as my tight end, I'm going my tight end start of the week. Austin Hooper at 5100. To pivot from that, from the since I couldn't get that cheat code, so slide in Austin Hooper 5100. Yeah, man, and for me, uh, I have, let me let you just let you inside the lab a little bit. You know, I, I had Chase Claypool here. I was gonna go full onslaught on you. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Deontay Johnson, <laughs> Chase Claypool. That was the plan, man. But then you stole Chase Claypool from. Yeah, me. I had to get some of that. Had to adjust. I had to get some there. Had I had to adjust? So I had to go down to Jacoby Myers at six K. Uh, with that extra four hundred dollars in savings, that allowed me the opportunity to 
upgrade my quarterback. Uh, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson here, man. The matchup oh, is great. Man. He's 8,400. Uh, obviously, we got that rushing upside. Uh, he was in start of the week territory. I just didn't want to do it two weeks in a row. So, Lamar Jackson, he's in, he's, he's in my quarterback spot. Yeah, def, def, you're definitely coming with the juice this week. But uh, at, at my defense, lastly, I'm going to go with the choice defense versus Carolina, uh, especially if Teddy is now able to go. I think Detroit could hold their own, 3,500. Uh, Mike Davis still do what he needs to do, but you know I just need someone to not get negative points, basically. Yeah, man, I, I told you, man, Dalvin Cook was gonna put you, he was gonna put you in some <laughs> debt, man. So, <laughs> so I got the herb, take me home. Oh yeah, man, I hope, I hope so, I hope so, I hope so. But I'm um, rounding out the rounding out my my lineup. I've got uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson, eighty four hundred going to, going up against Tennessee. Mike Davis, 7,400 going up against Detroit. Duke Johnson, 6K going up against New England. Deontay Johnson, 6,400 going up against Jacksonville. Jacoby Myers, uh, 6K going up against Houston. Terry McLaurin, 7,300 going up against Cincinnati. Uh, Tight end, I've got Taysom Hill, 4,500 going up against Atlanta. He's really a quarterback. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) And then in my flex, I've got uh, Alvin Kamara, 9,700. And then uh, at defense, I've got Washington football team for 4,100 going up against Cincinnati. All I know is uh, there's no competition in FanDuel you should be in where you don't play Taysom Hill as your tight end. I feel like every, literally <laughs> everyone's going to do that. Um, but uh, for me, I'm taking Justin Herbert at quarterback at 8,500. Dalvin Cook is my RB1 at 10,500. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott at 8,000 as my RB2. Uh, Mike Williams as my wide receiver one at 5,900 to stack with the Herb. Uh, Austin, I mean, Amari Cooper, uh, you know, at my second wide receiver at 6,900. Chase Claypool as my third receiver at 6,400. Uh, Austin Hooper, start of the week, tied in uh, at 5,100. Randall Cobb as my flex at a, as also 5,100. And the Detroit Lions at 3,500 versus Carolina. Oh man, yeah, man. I like I like that one a lot, bro. Uh, this is gonna be a good week, man. I feel it. I feel like I, I feel like I'm gonna pull it out this week, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. You got the the <laughs> one last week. I mean, you know, after the the streak I was pulling. So uh, yeah, it's gonna come down to the wire. Hopefully, I can hold on to this lead, though. Yeah, man. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time. Hopefully, you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully, uh, you catch well. Again, like we said, go back, listen to part one if you haven't caught that. But catch us tomorrow because uh, it's going to be the DFS show, the DFS rundown. Uh, you know, I'm, I might be able to actually get it out maybe even Saturday night. So I might be, okay, might okay. be able to get it to, to you all a little bit earlier. But um, you catch that. But always, please, uh, as, as always, uh, we do appreciate you all very much. If you could just leave us a rate and review, would greatly appreciate it. And then if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics, follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy football. And we are out. Yeah.